This episode is brought to you by the O2, the official recovery drink of the Noble CrossFit Games. For more information, you can use the QR code or you can click the link in the show notes below. What's up, everybody? I am so excited for today's interview because it's with my buddy, Carl Eagleman. Who's Carl Eagleman, you may ask? Well, chances are you follow him on Instagram, but you know him as Whiteboard Daily. And in this episode, well, the first thing I want to tell you is go check out his book because I'm so proud of this guy. He is your quintessential accidental entrepreneur. He started scribbling on a whiteboard, taking pictures. Three years later, he's got a book on Amazon. Go check it out. The link's going to be down in the show notes. But in this interview, we talk about how he got started. We talk about where he gets his motivation from. We talk about his favorite posts and so much more. The thing I love the most about Carl is he really lives that abundance mindset. I think it's so easy this day and age. People want to be angry. People want to hate on other people. People don't like seeing other people successful. And Carl bucks that trend. And I think that's why a couple of years ago when we met, we immediately hit it off. We started helping each other grow. We started really brainstorming ideas and how we can both grow our businesses together. And the friendship has just blossomed over the years. And I'm so proud to see his success. I'm humbled that he considers me a friend and invites me to be a part of what he does. Maybe, maybe his favorite post ever is the one I inspired. You'll have to listen to the episode to find out. But you're going to be excited to, to hear this interview because that's how Carl is. He's a soft-spoken dude, but he gets you fired up. And I think that's such an amazing thing. And again, so proud to call Carl a friend. So proud to see him really thrive in this world. And I hope that after you listen to this interview, well, maybe right now, pause, go purchase his book on Amazon. But if not, at least go subscribe to his Instagram because every day he's throwing out great stuff. If you're a coach, there's a ton of knowledge out there and he puts it out there just because he loves it. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Carl Eagleman of Whiteboard Daily. Welcome to the Best Hour of Their Day podcast with your hosts, Jason Fernandez and me, Jason Ackerman. With more than 20 years in the business as both coaches and affiliate owners, our passion is to help create world-class affiliates and coaches by building better boxes. Welcome to the Best Hour of Your Day. Welcome back to Best Hour of Their Day. I've got a longtime friend, an entrepreneur, someone I really admire, and I'm sure you've heard of him if you listen to this podcast, Carl Eagleman, founder, owner, drawer, illustrator, I should say, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Illustrator, drawer is not the technical term. Uh, it's probably, I, I say illustrator because uh, it's more drawings. But I'm not sure. I guess artist would be like artist. different mediums and stuff. But yeah, regardless. I'll you are it. an artist. We've got Carl Eagleman of Whiteboard Daily here. And we'll, 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 um, we'll put the main story out in front, Carl, just in case we bore people and they tune out. But the, the, white, <laughs> the Whiteboard Daily Book of Cues is, is now available on Amazon. Uh, if, if you're yeah. listening to this, the day of the release, uh, towards the end of June, you can pre-order it on Amazon and yeah. go there. We will drop the link in the show notes, but support Carl. Cause most likely you've just been watching Carl on Instagram doing, you know, seeing his drawings, putting them in your box, maybe even some of you drawing them in your box. Carl is uh, notoriously selfless. So I want to make sure that we're telling you guys Go check out this book. I know it's been a, a labor of love and years of hard work. It's one of those things, yeah. Carl, that I'm sure people are like, oh, you put out a book. That must have been easy. And you're like, man, there's been five years of drawings to Jeez. create this book. Oh, my gosh. It's been. But at the same time, too, this has been like the pent ultimate goal. This has been the goal of Whiteboard Daily itself. Like I've always wanted to create a nice coffee table hardbound book that affiliates could have in their lobby or coaches could have on their bookshelf and something that I am certain will bring value to a coach. Um, it's that's all it is. It's all coaching. Well, it's more than just coaching cues. There's movement sequences in there. There's, there's coaching perspectives that are in there, 
but it's it's all of the best stuff that I've posted on Whiteboard Daily over the past five years or so. And it's all color. Um, um, I, I, and ironically, uh, right before you and I sat down to do this, I had the very first copy delivered to my house. My daughter opened it up and I had no idea that it was coming today. And uh, sure enough, I, so I'm sitting with it here in my hands and I'm telling you, um, I, I'm so proud of this. It, it, it turned out even better than what I expected, which is a good feeling to have. Yeah, this, so this is your first time actually holding the book in your hand. It is. Yeah, it really is. And it's, it still feels surreal. Um, and it's such a perfect time that we, you and I can sit down and talk about it because it's, it's a great way for me to kind of express all the, all the things, all the feels that I'm getting right now. So thank you so much for having me on the, on the show. I really appreciate it. Well, well, let's dive into the book. I mean, people, people that know you, they know you put out a, a drawing every day, but I assume not every drawing made the book. So what was that process like? How did you decide which ones are going in, which ones don't make the cut. Does the the sequence of the book, is it chronological? Is it based on uh, the style of Q? Tell us a little bit about what went into the manufacturing of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thankfully, uh, from all of the years that I've been doing Whiteboard Daily, you, you start to get a system. I mean, just like anything else in your life, you start to establish some kind of routine and um, and I started, I started to establish a system of like how I save stuff, how I save pictures and folders and that sort of thing. And, um, at the, at the very beginning, it was kind of a daunting task because there's quite a bit of work that was left, even though I had pictures of everything that I had drawn before, um, some weren't cleaned up in, in Photoshop. Some would, they looked kind of, um, I don't know, kind of unfinished and not professional. And so I had to go back and I had to uh, clean up things in Photoshop, meaning that I had to like take away the background to make everything look clean and white. So um, even though everything, well, I'd say about 80% of this, well, everything's hand-drawn for sure, but I'd say about 90 to 95% of it is um, hand drawn with a actual whiteboard marker on a whiteboard. And I do have some iPad drawings in here as well, um, just because it's kind of fun to experiment with different mediums. But anyway, um, really the working with victory belt, who is my publisher, and they actually are some publishers for some big timers too. uh squat university, Aaron Horsage, uh, um, his book, obviously everyone, I'm sure most of the people who are actually listening have probably, uh, supple leopard on their on bookshelf as well. Dr. Kelly started same publisher as um, yeah, Kelly same and publisher. that's great. Even uh, Carl Paoli, um, and Brian McKenzie with Power Speed Endurance. So all of these big timers in in the industry, uh, they reached out to me and they asked me if I'd be interested in, in writing a book. And I was like, is this real life? Uh, of course. Like you guys are the ultimate. You're the best. And this is something I've wanted to do forever. So yes, absolutely. Um, so they were fantastic with uh, sharing the workload of giving, getting everything ready for print. Um and the way the way it's written out, I mean, the way it's organized. As I'm looking through it right now, um, just as a reminder, I have different chapters based on different movements. So chapter one is all about the squat and all of the cues and movement sequences that are related to the squat. Then it goes on to gymnastics. Then it goes on to deadlift. Then it goes on to Olympic weightlifting. Then kettlebells. Then running, rowing. Then I go into like mobility, bracing, grip positioning approach then i get into my perspectives and also my coaching education chapters as well so if you want to be like if the coaching education chapters are more about like how do i become a better coach and how do i how do i relate to my athletes how do i um get them to be inspired how do i uh, communicate how important consistency is that sort of thing so um yeah like i said all the best of the best is, is right here in this book that's really, really awesome to hear. And I'm, I'm excited to check it out. Do you, were there any drawings that you wanted to make the book that either the publisher was like, we can't put this one in there for some reason, or, or we were just like, Hey, this book's 500 pages. We're not trying to write a, you know, Atlas shrugged over here. We got, we got to yeah. end this at some point. Uh, yes, there were some that we avoided that we didn't put in there because we just wanted to avoid any kind of copyright infringement. Uh, so there are some where I reference, like, um, for example, there's one where I reference like a Pez dispenser and we didn't want to like get in, in trouble for saying Pez dispenser. There's one, oh, the Mandalorian one where it's like, oh, this yeah. is the way hook grip, this is the way we're able to put that one in. There's one where I reference like Thanos 
And so we didn't put that one in there. So anything that was had a potential to uh, cause some kind of copyright intellectual uh, property issues, we didn't put those in there. And you are always so great online about giving credit. Are those are those included in the book as well? Yeah, absolutely, uh, they are, and especially those people who have been uh, those who have really gathered a lot of content from those who are f fantastic coaches that I always kind of go to for inspiration or for content. Greg Everett, for example, there's no question. I, I what he has provided for the the world of Olympic weightlifting in terms of content and education is uh, probably the best out of any coach that I even know. And so because I reference him so often, uh, you know, he's no question he's in the book. I'm actually sending him, you know, a, a thank you with the book, with the, you know, something like other stuff, like just to say, thank you so much for all the content you've provided me for all the education that you've given me, that sort of thing. But even like small, smaller cues or, uh, cues that um, are kind of unique. I've always, I, I've got those people mentioned in here in the book as a head nod to say, uh, this is where I picked it up from and, and you know, share it with your, your coaches. Because I feel like that's how good coaches should be is that you always want to learn from other people. And then you want to take what you've learned to share with other people. It's, it's kind of like the, the good artists borrow, but great artists steal type of thing. And, and I say steal, but because you want to use it as your own, but also it's like, you want it's i think it's important to like kind of like pay it forward to say like hey listen this is where i picked it up because it also it, it builds credibility with your own coach to say like you learned something from another great coach now your athletes could be like okay they they probably know what they're talking about if this other coach was saying it as well yeah so i think it just builds it builds a better community uh, for our coaches you you're great at that have you ever had someone give you um pushback or get upset because you know i think with coaching we, like you said, we all beg, borrow, and steal from each other. Have you ever, yeah. you know, given someone the the credit for something, and then another coach has come at you and been like, "Wait, wait, wait, I said that." One hundred percent, yeah, and especially in different realms, uh, like powerlifting, for example. Don't get me wrong; like, I'm not, I'm just using that as an, as an example. And I might say, I might reference a certain coaching cue. What was it? Uh, what was one? Oh, there's a, there's quite a few, like, uh, push your earth, push your feet into the earth. Um, that sort of cue. And I learned it from a, a, from a power lifter. And then, but they were, I had somebody post a comment to be like, no, they didn't say it first. So-and-so said it first. I'm like, well, that's fine. Like you, it's kind of hard. How are you going to track back the, the chicken or the egg? How are you going to track back who said things first in this world? Like there's always, nothing's new under the sun, as you have heard. So you just, all I can do is just trace it back to where I picked it up. And, and so that's, I'm not going to spend time researching and tracing back the lineage of a coaching cue. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to trace it back to where I heard it. And uh, at least I'm doing my due diligence there. <laughs> when, you know, you, you've been doing this for uh, quite a few years now. Yeah. About seven years now, geez, six, seven years now. Good Lord. Wow. Seven years. You've been drawn on Instagram Talk us through, you know, kind of the the beginnings. You know, we we know you you've got a master's in kinesiology. Uh, you, you've gone through your undergrad. You're, you know, you you reside in Indiana, and and what was it like as you were just kind of thinking about the first drawing you were going to put out there? Which I believe you were telling, you know, you were in our coaches development group earlier, telling us that it was, you know, originally more about quotes and workouts. I did. I. I felt like I had some, some good stuff to share with people in regards to like coaching education content. And I was like, well, I'm going to start this off and it'd be kind of fun to do. Like I'll, I'll post like a workout of the day and an inspirational quote. And you and I both know like that sort of stuff is a dime a dozen. Like there's nothing special about that uh, in the social media realm. Anybody can kind of do that. And many people do, um, but you're not going to, you're not really, it's more noise than it is value. And so what I started to do, I kind of mapped out how I wanted to put content out. So I would, I mapped out a month of content and I was like, okay, Monday, I'll make a motivational quote on Monday. Okay. Tuesday, I'll have like a technique tip on Tuesday. All right, cool. Wednesday, we'll do like words of wisdom or some kind of like coaching perspective on Wednesday and then third and so forth, you know? Um, and 
so I mapped out a month of content of how I think things should look. And as I started to do that you, with social media, you get instant market feedback of like what things perform well and what things are well received. And so uh, I noticed that my stuff that was about coaching cues and technique was really showed, proved to be pretty valuable for people. And so I was like, and the, but the fun thing was like, for me, it was like, that's what I enjoyed doing. I enjoyed uh, kind of drawing out coaching cues or stick figures or movement sequences. And so I was like, man, if people like that stuff, I want to keep on providing it for people because it's valuable. And that's kind of where it evolved to where it is today is trying to find things that are valuable for coaches uh, to use with their athletes um, and also for athletes just to use with their own performance. I think you just gave out a valuable social media life lesson, which is be of value. And you're absolutely <laughs> yeah. right. Like motivational quotes and yeah. are a dime a dozen out there. It's just noise at this point. We're scrolling through yeah. till we find the things that actually add value or maybe make you think a little bit. And, and that's exactly what you've done. Like you actually on a daily basis, add value to, to coaches and, 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 and people's lives. I've got a, an idea for you, Carl. Here's and, this is, this came to me just now, you know, I'm a big fan of cryptocurrency. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, Increasingly so, me too. I'm, I'm starting to get into that world, but go ahead. You should make the whiteboard daily NFTs. I know. I've thought about this many times. Maybe you and I can reconnect after this because that's definitely, I, and I, I started to kind of go down that journey. Somebody reached out to me and we couldn't really line up a time. I think that they were in Europe and we we're trying to line up a time to talk and it just never, but it's that thought has never passed my mind it's always in the back of my mind like okay might as well get into that, the whole nft world because i think it might be kind of cool I, I think there's a tremendous i mean those listening that don't understand nfts right now are probably like oh jay's being silly nfts are the future and i think yeah. um i think with what you're doing you can provide you know it, it people the misconception is nfts are like oh i own a picture yes you do but there's going to be utility behind that and yeah. you know i can see yours being like whether it's Hey, if you own the snatch sequence, which could be like a, a really sought after one, you get the utility of coaching with Carl on your snatch or whatever that yeah. actual image is. So we'll talk offline. I don't want to give away do all the secrets yeah, here, but I think, I think I uh, think you're about to retire in Indiana, Carl, because for, for those that don't know, you're also a strength and conditioning coach. I am. That's the thing that that's my main job. That's my full-time job um, for a while there during COVID. Uh, whiteboard daily was my only full-time job and I loved it and it was great. And uh, I'm thankful to say it provided, you know, for my family during that time. Um, but then I felt like I was uh, imposter syndrome is a, is a common term that's, that's tossed around nowadays. It's a buzzword. Right. And I felt like I was being imposter. Like here I am. I'm not, I really wasn't coaching during that time. And I wanted to coach because that's what I love to do. And that's why I like to, I want to like help other people be better coaches. And so I started to like, I was like, man, I really want to coach. And then this, this position opened up and I love it. And I'm so thankful to be there. Uh, and I, and I get inspiration from coaching my athletes. Uh, and that in turn helps me provide with, you know, some good content with whiteboard daily. So it all, it all helps. It all works together. So I want to give the, the listeners a peek behind the curtain. You mentioned earlier, you kind of have your organizational strategies. What what is that like now, and how has it evolved over the years? The organizational strategies for writing a book. Uh, for well, no, no, just together. for writing a book, but for your daily posts. You know, I think a lot of people, yeah. myself included, like I try to. You know, I think we have some overlap in, in what we do on social media. I try to think of something thought provoking or something yeah. that that readers can you know talk about. Um, but I I have my method. I don't just grab my iPad and write something every morning. I have a, you know, yeah. I use Trello. I stay pretty organized. What's, what's your method to stay organized look like? Well, my method to stay organized, I, I obviously I take pictures of every single thing that I draw. Um, and then really when it comes down to my posts and getting them ready for the market, not market, but getting them ready to post, what I'll do, uh, I'll draw something out on the whiteboard with a real whiteboard marker and white on whiteboard, uh, take a picture of it. Uh, then I, I adjust the contrast, adjust the colors to make it kind of pop, throw it into Photoshop on my laptop. I 
I clean it up, I take away the background, I erase the background. And so I make it look nice and white. And then, uh, then that post is ready to go. I guess prior to that, I should even say this. I, I type out everything before I go to post because there've been many times in the past where I've learned, I'm like, man, I should have, I should have drawn that now that I'm writing the caption for that. So I'll write something out first before I do anything. Now, after I've got that post ready to go um, and I send it off, um, I'll take that file of that, that picture that, that I posted and I'll throw it into the corresponding folder on my laptop because as, as you and I are, as we're talking about the book that just is coming out right now, I'm already thinking about volume two and I want to never, I, I completely want to exhaust my mind and of every, any single kind of concept or idea or coaching cue. I want to like just get it out and on paper or on a whiteboard because I want to make room for, for more stuff. I never want to be sitting on something and let it just be forgotten. I always want to like get stuff out and put it out there. Hopefully it provides value for people. So loosely, that's kind of like the organization that I have. Um, yeah, I've got over probably 2000 notes in my notes app on my phone. And because uh, that's, that's where all the captions reside. And then the folders on my laptop are, are all the, the pictures that I, I post. Are, is there an actual concern of exhausting this? Because I, I feel that way as well at times too. I'm like, I, you know, a lot of my quotes and a lot of what I write down come from conversations and I'm like, oh, that was cool. Let me write that down. And then I expand on it a little bit or think about it. Yeah. But, but sometimes I'm like, oh man, what's, what's like, is that it? Have I said anything, edu you know, intelligent? Is that, did I exhaust all my intelligent, you know, <laughs> yeah, I think I did about 10 I, years yeah. ago to be fair, yeah. but um, <laughs> you know, they, they more always come like there's, there's no ending to coaching. No. And there's, like we said before, there's nothing new under the sun and people are always going to need to be, be better. So as long as you're trying to help other people to be better, you'll have some value there. There's a quote, I'm sure you and I have probably discussed this before on another podcast, but um, by Maya Angelou that says, creativity is the one thing you can never run out of. The more you use it, the more you have. And really that's been a, a, a theology that's been a, a theme for me for whiteboard data. I, I try to like allow myself to be as creative as possible. Even if something seems kind of silly, I'm like, man, you know what? This might resonate with somebody and I at least get it out of my brain um, because it allows me to be more creative because as coaches that we're, we're teachers, we're communicators and you have to find different ways to communicate concepts or theories or movement to people. We're communicating movement. And the more you can, the more cues that you have at your disposal, the more sharp tools you have in your toolbox, uh, the more athletes you'll be able to reach because uh, not everybody learns the same way. There's no golden cue that works for everybody. You always have to have some diversity in how you teach things. I know that, I know that you know what I'm talking about here with all the, your, all of your coaching experience. Yeah. And I, th I think you nailed it. You know, I, I love that quote. That's a great quote and something I've never yeah. thought about, but you're right. It's kind of like a muscle and, when you use that muscle, it gets stronger. And I've, yeah, I've definitely yeah. noticed that for something as silly as my, you know, Instagram. And, and like you said, I think it's one of those things, oh, one, one drawing might lead to another, might lead to another. Is, is there a drawing that you can think of that as you were doing it, you're like, ah, this is okay. But it blew up and people were like, wow, that really, you know, opened up my eyes or, or resonated well with me. Yeah, there's, um, I don't know, I'm just going to kind of page through my book right now, which I think is pretty- 400 to get pages, that's a lot. 400 to pages. It's there longer than War and Peace from what I've under, from what I understand. I've never read War and Peace, but I hear it's Hopefully long. it brings more value. That, that was a, of course, <laughs> it's a classic. There, okay, uh, there are some that are just kind of like, there are ones that you and I may have said a thousand times as a coach, but when you draw it out, it-, it all of a sudden it clicks for people. Uh, like I just was looking at, there's uh, a rowing cue and I, I coach rowing, like you're going upstairs and you're coming downstairs. Like it's legs, hip, hips back, and then back, or sorry, legs, back, arms, arms, back, legs. Okay. And you don't want to like jump. You don't want to skip a step, whether you're going up or down. And so when you draw out a stair step going up and then start step going down, and that's how that's the cyclical motion of rowing, then it kind of like it, 
it, it clicks for some people. And so when I drew that one up, I didn't expect that one to be as popular as it was. As, because I feel like there may not be as many, like rowing is one of those things that we do in a CrossFit affiliate, but you it might not get as much attention as like a barbell movement as far as instruction goes. And there's so much, just like barbell movements, there's so much efficiency that can be gained or lost with your technique on a rower that it really deserves a lot of, of um, time and attention. So that's one example. Yeah. And we, you know, and we, Jersey Tony will be very upset if we don't give him a shout out at this point, but he mentioned that one on the coach's call. And I agree with yeah. you that rowing at the affiliate is often like, all right, guys, we're, you know, we're rowing yeah. and we're snatching today. So we're only going to focus on the snatch where it's like, Hey, when do we ever focus on the row? And I think that's something that you've provided great value for though, because you've got, you know, nearly half a million followers. And I assume it's going to grow big time after this book comes out. And, you know, I think for a lot of people, members, especially they're like, you're giving them cues that they then think about and bring back to the box. I know, for example, at Ralston Creek CrossFit, you know, where I go here in, in Colorado, one of our coaches, Randy, drops your pictures in the private Facebook group all the time, right? So yeah. it's it's great because you're giving cues to members that they might not get in class, but they think about and hopefully they can they can implement. And again, going back to what you said earlier, brings value. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it was, um, again, I've, I've used so much of his, not so much of his education, uh, Greg Everett, he mentioned recently about how um, cues, you shouldn't, don't, you don't coach, like, what exactly did he say? He's basically saying that like cues are kind of like supplemental to your coaching or to your teaching. And like you're, you're going to teach the basics, the movements, but coaching cues are like little things that you can add in here and there around. They're kind of like, uh, they're not the, they're not the main course. The main course is your instruction. Now, how you kind of season your instruction or how you kind of, um, supplemented now you're that's how you use your coaching cues so coaching cues are always going to be part of of your coaching but it, it should not replace your instruction they, they, should, they should be things that you add based on the athlete themselves uh, i think that was a really important concept because i think a lot of people so many people they they just rely on those cues to think that that's their bread and butter but really the, in the instruction the description is the important part then you can add in the cues after that based on how people are moving you post nearly every day, hence whiteboard daily, and you you know you get a tremendous amount of uh, feedback and traction, and you know you you can see every post really you know resonating with people. How do you do, how do you have the time to respond, or do you not respond? And I know we spoke about it briefly earlier. the The internet and social media are is filled with people that just like to troll and have nothing better yeah. to do. How do you navigate both the positive comments, but then also the people that just have nothing better to do in their lives? Hey guys, Fern here, best hour. Real quick, if you wanna build a fantastic affiliate like Cal Harbor, if you wanna have the affiliate of your dreams, you have to learn how to build a really great team. What's one of the biggest improvements that you've seen over the past year? At the box, dedication to my coaches invested caring to make themselves just better at what they do i see the coaches just invested in themselves it's hard you got to put systems in place it's one of affiliate owners biggest struggles if that's something you're struggling with reach out we can help you guys this can and should be fun crossfit's amazing you can make it amazing for you and your team It is a challenge because it's, I've got a full-time job. Um, but even before then, I'm a Your husband, father, you I'm got a daughter. A father, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'm always doing things around the house. I'm always doing some landscaping. I'm always working yourself, on. yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'm also trying to stay, like me, stay fit. Like I'm trying to like lift and, and work out myself. So it's like, there's not enough hours in the day really to focus on every single thing I, I want to focus on. I, well, that. So I, I focus on the things I need to focus on first. And those are the things that are immediately around me. So it, it, some days it's very, very rare. I mean, maybe like out of a whole year, maybe like two or three days, I might not post on a day. Um, I can usually maybe dig up some classics from the past and, and post those. Um, but for the most part, I post every single day. 
Um, but I try to focus on things that are going to be, I guess, fruitful, like things that mean something. Like if someone really just wants to troll, which again, rarely happens, then I really, I really will provide them with any kind of attention. Cause that's really what they're looking for is attention. But the, the, the tough part is people who message me uh, or people who would leave a comment. Like, I really wish that I tried to like respond to every single, every single person, but I can't. And I guess it's a good problem to have, but it's still a problem because it's, uh, you want to provide that you want to you want to pe let people know that you truly appreciate them reaching out and their support and their feedback. And I, unfortunately, I can't always do that, um, but I, I do the best I can. <laughs> well, one thing that's remained true for you is this is pretty much a solo venture, right? Like from yeah, the drawing yeah. to the posting to the to the responding, is it is it to this day just you? Uh, to this day, you and I, obviously, you know, we partnered together. We worked, and I, especially, that was during that time when COVID hit, and you really helped me take Whiteboard Daily to the next level. I think during our time together um, was the time when that was the, the first Whiteboard Daily ebook came out, and that's one of, that was a milestone in itself. And um, I think what it was, like, like, you just get to a point where you're like, man, I just need to... I need to throttle back. I need to like go at my own pace. I need to like make sure that I'm, I'm taking time for myself, for my family. And, um, it, okay. Perfect example. My wife and I were watching, um, gosh, uh, he's, he's a comedian, uh, last night and he was talking about, uh, Amazon prime and how I want things now. Prime now two hour delivery. <laughs> prime now. Give it to me now. When I press buy, put the item in my hand. I want to order it in my hand. I want it in my hand at the moment I get it. I want it, I want it before. I want Amazon before. I want things now so I can consume, consume, consume. And, and like, we're in this society where like, and I'm thinking to myself, like in, when I put on my content creator hat of like whiteboard daily, like, like, I really don't owe anybody anything. Like if I don't post on a day, Hey, I'm sorry, but it's that's, yourself, that's it right? It's, it's yeah, for you. It, and I, I was having this conversation exactly. with speaking of Ralston Creek with the owner there, he recently did like the 75 hard and you know, I've, I've grown oh, to yeah. appreciate that a little bit. Like in the past, I've kind of knocked it a little, I have my beliefs on it, but I thought the cool aspect of it was like, when you don't do it, you're just reporting to yourself. And I think, I think that's really cool that you're, what you're saying. It's like, you're, you're doing this because yeah. it, it's holding yourself accountable. It is. And that's, that's all you can do is like, you, you got to do it for yourself first. And then you got, if it, if, it, if it provides people with value, then, Hey, that's a massive bonus right there. But first off, you gotta be like, you gotta be in it because you want to do it and you'd love to do it. And you want to help other people after that. It's really just like, Hey, you do the best you can. Right. So I don't know. And but has I there ever been a time? Oh, go ahead. Well, especially with Instagram nowadays, I feel like with the way that reels are starting to take over and actually I, somebody from Instagram reached out to me. Well, from meta, they reached out to content creators. I'm not sure if they reached out to YouTube. They probably did. No, I get, I get and, paid for reels. Yes. And well, they, they had like these, these, uh, counseling, not counseling, what, what, uh, these sessions with the person, uh, it was like a meetup to kind of like go over my account and like how it's performing. Oh, and how I'm it's not, I'm not at your level. Mark Zuckerberg's not calling me Carl and offering <laughs> me some advice here. No, they were, I was assigned like some kind of advisor and they were like, okay, listen, if you want to take your account to the next level, you really got to start focusing on reels and, and don't get me wrong. I love reels are fun and they're, they're creative and they're a different way for me to share my content. But, you know, I don't always have the time to do it. And they're like, if you, if you want to grow, then you're going to have to post every single day on this day. And sometimes you need to follow this pattern uh, to, to get the most engagement. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. I, I appreciate that. And it's important if I want to grow. But also, too, it's like, man, I got so much other stuff in my life. I can't always, like, be uh, not a prisoner. But, like, I can't always just, like, fall victim to, like, you gotta post is Instagram first and everything else is, is second. You know, you, do you see what I'm saying? A hundred percent. I think, 
you know, a, a lot of people struggle with those same things. And I think what's unique for you is, correct me if I'm wrong, but your expertise or like your superpower is one side of the brain, like that creativity. Yeah. And then right. the business yeah, exactly. is yes. like another, because, yeah. you know, when you and I were working, like I was very much like, yeah. like Carl, let's push, let's push, let's push. And you would yeah. always be like, let me reel this guy back in. Like <laughs> it's the creative part that excites you. And, and, you know, and if you lose that excitement and force it, ultimately the whole yeah. thing blows up. You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. Yeah. And I, I didn't realize that you, you find a lot about yourself and your own kind of personality when you start to work with other people. And I didn't realize how much of that left brain, left brain or right brain. I don't even know. I don't know. Like I don't know. It's one side of the brain. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, man, I, if I don't have the desire, if I don't have that eagerness to sit down and draw something, then it's not going to, I think I, I ran into that when I started to like kind of work with other uh, companies that, they wanted to partner with me and do collaborations. And I was very honored to have people do that. But also too, it's like, if I don't, if I'm not like hundred percent all about it, if I, if I, it's like, if it doesn't come with my brain, it's hard for me to do it for somebody else. And um, so I kind of stopped doing that. Um, I don't know. It, it was just something that I had to do. I, I can't like force myself to be creative. It has to come naturally. No, and I think that's, a big part of your success, Carl, is you're very, very authentic. And it's very obvious you're doing it and have been doing it since day one for the right reasons. You are someone that lives that abundance mentality and abundance lifestyle. And I think it's very clear from, from like we've discussed, giving, you know, the shout outs to the coaches to, you know, really, you know, pushing away potential partnerships. I know you've done some, but, um, yeah. you know, you're not, your your timeline is not clustered with, you know, support these people, buy this, buy that. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. why people are going to, you know, hit the Amazon button and buy the book because, you know, you don't really ever ask for anything. It's the Gary V model of like jab, 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 yep. right hook. You've given 100%. so much away for free for 30 bucks. It's still like you've given so much more value than that. And you're going to continue to. What? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, you know, Gary Vee was a massive influence for how I kind of uh, tailored Whiteboard Daily and, and and that business model, if you want to call it that. Well, Gary Vee, by the way, NFTs. Uh, yeah, big That's time. Like, oh, yeah. It's course. actually what made me think of you because I own a couple of Gary Vee of NFTs. I have a, I have a, oh, do you? I have a series one and a series two. And, um, really? and Gary we Vee. Talk. We need to catch up. Yeah, Gary Vee, just like you. You know, first of all, have you seen his drawings, the the original yeah, of ones? Of course. I, I mean, I know they're all like about what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, they're terrible compared to Whiteboard yeah. Daily. But you know, impressive for Gary Vee, assuming he drew them. I was well, like, oh, they're creative. But, but that's why they're unique, is because it's like you know, it's him drawing some sympathetic snake or or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, all the, the different characters. Yeah, or like it, 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 they do look kind of, I guess, I look whiteboardish. Right. Yeah. yeah. But like, that's what makes them, that's what people love them because they know they came straight from Gary Vee's hand. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and the big thing about what he's doing is, and like I said earlier, is not yet, but he's going to provide utility. And really, when you're yeah. buying NFTs for those listening that are unaware of them, you need to support the people who you believe in. And yeah. the reason I spend money on Gary Vee's NFTs is Gary Vee's not going anywhere. Gary Vee's right. the kind of guy that will, make sure anything he's a part of is successful. And I know it might not be in a year from now, it might be 10 years, it might be 20 years. I might be giving this NFT, you know, to Madison on my deathbed, you know, like hold on yeah, to this yeah, NFT. Yeah. But, you know, it's, <laughs> it's uh, I, I really see it. And we'll, we'll talk about that. You mentioned earlier, you know, relying on the classics. What, what would be like the Whiteboard Daily greatest hits? If we were going to put together a greatest hits album, you know, like, queen's greatest hits we got we will rock you we got we are the champions what would be like the top five uh top five uh quite a few but okay uh top five uh one desert would be island is... top five whiteboard daily drawings all right i'll try i'll try my best here top five one would be the spiel and again i'm i'm kind of going i'll kind of pull from different parts here the chris spieler quote of make friends with your weaknesses and then beat them to death that was, 
I think a lot of people had heard Spieler say that many times before and it makes sense. And so I drew that one up and that it was very well received. Uh, that one was really cool. Another, and then another quote too, uh, John Wellborn, uh, he said, I drew this one up too, about the, the training is like a pile of dirt. It's like moving a pile of dirt. Oh yeah. Some days you have a shovel, some days you have a spoon. And the, the most important thing is that regardless of what you have a shovel or spoon, you just keep on moving the dirt. Some days are going to be great. Some days are going to be not so great, but you got to keep on showing up and, and moving the, uh, the, um, the, the pile of dirt. Another one. We've got Spieler. We got Wellborn. That's two. I'll give you another, another OG, another, um, big timer, uh, Pat Sherwood, his, um, break before you are broken. That was really well received in terms of like pacing yourself, uh, when it comes to, especially like a Metcon, um, you, you want to make sure that you're not just like going all out and then you got nothing left because you're done. Uh, that sort of thing. So that brings us to three. Um, and then, okay, I'll do, I'll do, uh, two more movement sequences. Um, one movement sequence that was really well received was like the muscle up, uh, the kipping muscle up one, because that one is a very kind of complex movement to break down into a stick figure. So that was pretty well received. And then also we have to go, the number one would have to be that I'm gonna, snatch I'm, movement sequence. That's what I was going to say. You were going right? to go with the yeah. snatch. Yeah. Yeah. So got, that was just like, it, it's, it's almost, it's almost tribal in the sense of like people who get that tattooed because it's like they identify with so much. It's, it applies to not just only weightlifters, but also CrossFitters and, and people are like, I, this, I don't know what it is about this move. It, it's so complex. Um, but it's such a powerful feeling to take weight from the ground to overhead. Um, yeah, it was very, it's, it's pretty cool. The, the response that I've gotten from that one. Well, I think part of it too, is you've taken, like you said, this Olympic lift, like literally an Olympic sport and there's stick figures here. Like you're taking such a complex thing, you know, like we joke around in the coaches development group, we quote Michael Scott, you know, teach it oh to a five-year-old, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. that's exactly <laughs> what you've done there. Um, so yeah. I, I think that's, that's really awesome. So the cover of the book, what went into deciding which drawing there? Cause I'm surprised that to me, like the snatches, the, how much you bench, the snatches, like the don't stop believing for journey. You know what I mean? It's like Quentin Tarantino's Pulp Fiction. It's like, that's your masterpiece. How come, yeah. you know, that didn't make the cover of the book? Uh, I think it's because I wanted to demonstrate um, kind of like what the, the purpose of the book. And so the purpose of the book is you can see a stick figure who's reading a book and then they see the light bulb above their head. Like they just got an idea. And then the, it goes an arrow to them. Do you think it's them because it's a black stick figure and it's a black stick figure. They're teaching somebody else who's a red stick figure. And then you see the light bulb on their eye. And so it's like, you're basically taking knowledge. You're taking coaching cues. You're taking uh, instruction that you're learning from the book and you're passing it along to somebody else. And then they get the value of that. So that, I think that's really why I created whiteboard daily is because I wanted people to take what I've learned from other people and share with, with other people. Now make, it makes total sense for the cover there. So, you know, you, you brushed over this. We talk about the snatch. People are getting tattoos of your whiteboard drawings. Like, you're 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 drawing you're taking a marker you're taking a whiteboard and all of a sudden people are getting them permanently tattooed on their body what is that like it's uh people have asked me that quite a few times uh even my close friends or family members and they're like what like what how does it make you feel and it makes me it's hard to describe it because it's a very humbling feeling uh, that that you are providing something that is so relevant to somebody that some that somebody connects with it on such a level that they would have it permanently inked on their body, and it, it's also a very fulfilling feeling because that's what you want to provide. You want to provide relevance for people. You want to provide value for people. And when people kind of show their attachment to something that you've drawn like that, it makes you it makes you feel like you're doing something good. Like you're you're like you're providing value. And so it's, it's a very humbling, fulfilling, but also kind of interesting feeling because you're like, man, like this, 
it's something that I drew that someone is, is I'm drawing, in essence, I've, I've, I've drawn it on their body, if you want to say that. So I, I, I'll never get tired. I'll never get, I'll never feel old, that feeling of seeing somebody uh, with a tattoo that has been inspired by whiteboard daily or, or what I draw. Are you willing to tattoo somebody? Oh, no, no, no. I, no, no, no. I, I will take a whiteboard marker onto somebody. Yes, I will not. That's a different medium altogether. I will not. I, yeah, that's no, no, no. Easy question. Easy answer. No. <laughs> but you'll get your marker. Would you draw it live on somebody so they can get it tattooed from you directly? Almost like you see people do that with autographs. Yeah, I've seen that with autographs for sure. Definitely. Oh, man, that's uh, that's a tough one, too, because so much and that's of, really unique too right it's like oh it's unique all right yeah but no, you I, are so think, oh i'm gonna say ocd you are that's not the right word you are so deliberate with your drawings yeah. like and and if people haven't seen like the ones where you show how you come up with yeah. something and how i mean you have the ruler out there you have all your angles out there yeah. like you put a lot of thought into it. it's not like hey here's a line to the foot you're like no this is the midfoot and this is where the bar goes like you're really, yeah. you know, great at those details. Well, because the details matter, right? When you're, when you are in real life and when you have a real barbell, um, you know, those things, you know, the bar shouldn't be over your toenail. It should be over your midfoot or you know, just stuff like that. You know, thing, things make a big difference. So I try to like, if I can simplify that with a stick figure, then hopefully it carries over to how they move in real life. You mentioned in our coaches development group that you would potentially now, as a published author, get your own tattoo. Which drawing would you go with? Well, I don't know. Uh, the snatch one obviously comes to mind because it's quite popular, and I don't. But I don't want to get something just because it's popular. I was thinking about like actually getting the tagline of uh, white at whiteboard underscore daily on my arm. But then I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, what's your, I, I which is your like favorite? I, if you, I know they're probably like having thousands of children, right? And you know, yeah, people, will, parents will tell you like, oh, I don't have a favorite. That's BS. You like one of your kids better than the rest, you know. And maybe it changes in time. Which is your all-time favorite? Like, which one that when you see just brings pride and joy to you? No, I'm looking. I'm looking for inspiration right now through my the book i i i don't know like i don't get me wrong i love the snatch but also i do the clean me personally i clean a lot more than i snatch and i i i identify with the clean more than the snatch gosh jason i, I identify as somebody with a 300 pound clean as well although i don't <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> i don't have that i don't know i i don't know I, I i love them all but i'm not sure if i would love them enough to like put them on my body in the sense that like i i'm not sure if i identify with something so much that i would put it on my body um and that's why i was thinking like the wbd or the whiteboard because like i identify more with like what that platform stands for in the sense that it's providing value for the people not just like one specific drawing i guess i don't know i guess that's my answer is, is that, I, I could see you i can see that and like you said i think I think it's important for you because it's not about the company. It's not about what you've created. It's that it provides so much value to other people. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and, well, and then I guess this is kind of something I've thought about too. What separates people in the long run <clears throat> is like staying power. Uh, and like, there's a Barry White song, I think called staying power, but it's not what I'm talking about. But in the sense that like, you want to be, you want to stick around like you want to like have a voice you want to like leave an impact on people but you, it's like you want i don't i want to like leave a legacy like i don't want to just be like it's just like an account that i had for a while and it was cool for a while while it lasted and now it's, it just it, it doesn't like no i want i want there to be a volume four five and six of whiteboard daily like i it's something that I love so much that I identify with so much that it's just like my method of coaching, my method of teaching that I want to stick around for a very long time. And, and um, I think if for coaches or for people who want to create a platform, it really comes down to that consistency of day every day, every day, like just showing up 
like that's where your legacy is. And you got to understand, like, you can't think about just your performance as a coach one day, or, you know, maybe you, maybe you, things didn't click that one day because you, you got to think of like in the long run, it, going back to Gary Vee, it's not just about like the, the day. Yeah. It's showing up every day, but it's also like, you're going to have bad days, but you got to think about like, Hey, you're going to be here for another year, two years, five years, decade, whatever. Like you got to think the long game. It's not just about like the little things. It's like the long game as well. Yeah. And you know, on that note, you know, a lot of times I have my, my quotes or my thoughts written down and I'll share it. I'm like, ah, this one isn't going to really be a yeah. big deal. And then you put it, I'll, I'll give you an example. I put one the other day, like CrossFit is like church. And yep. my yeah. wife was like, don't do that. Roz literally was like, you're going to upset people. And I was like, I might, but let's see what happens. Yeah. And it's one of the most well-received yeah. that I've put up in a while. And have you, have you had one like that? I know we touched on others earlier, but was there ever one that you were just like, man, I'm almost phoning it in. And, <laughs> and it, you know, and I know you can't phone it in like you have to, but you're just like, I need to put something out there. Let's just throw this together. And then you were like, Whoa, that blew up. Yeah. There, I mean, the ones that are like super simple, um, that, I don't know. I'm, I'm again, I'm kind of looking through here. Things that were like super simple comp. Oh uh, yeah. Perfect example. Um, move with a purpose. It, Cause that one was just like, I thought it was cool. I thought it was a good idea. It's something that I, I personally always do. I try to like think about how I move through a workout and um, how I, when I would coach somebody, I'd be like, okay, listen, if you're moving from one spot to another spot, you're not going to like dilly dally and go around in like this big long, you're going to move with a purpose, take four steps there, four steps back done. Like, and, cause in the long run, that's going to add up. And that's, those those extra wasted movements are going to add up you don't want to do that and when i first posted that one oh my gosh ah perfect example the very first time i posted that i'm not sure if you remember the very first time i posted that it was i was referencing barbell facing burpees okay do you yeah. remember that yep i used to travel for work with a little square piece of shower board that was whiteboard daily that's how i started off i drew that one Jason on an airplane, 30,000 feet in the air, drew it out, took a picture of it, edited it as best I could. And I posted it. I had like internet wire, airline Wi-Fi, And that one, once you know it, that one was so well received. Uh, and it, but it's one of those things where I was just like sitting on the plane thinking about it and I drew it up, bam. Um, and it, to this day, I, like I could, probably, I could probably post it tomorrow and it'd still be really well received because people are like, yes, that's, you got to move with the purpose and those little things add up. And it's, it's so important that people need to remember it. So yeah, that's a little side behind the scenes story about that one. I like that. And I think a lot of what you said too, that kind of made me think is we often do our, like for me, it's always either in the shower or yeah. like, as I'm like brushing my teeth, getting ready for bed when I'm like not distracted and I don't bring my iPhone or earbuds into the bathroom or to the bedroom you know, and, and it's kind of my place of peace and quiet, but man, sometimes like these thoughts and ideas pop in my head. So I, I keep a notebook in there and write them down, mm -hmm. but it makes sense that it was on a plane. You're kind of like just yeah. chilling out. You're not thinking about much. And this idea comes to you. Yeah. So, I think it's also, it's a, it's kind of like a reflection upon like when you have thoughts like that um, and you go through the effort to share them with other people, and they're well received by other people and provides value for the people like that, that should tell you that you've got some things in your mind that are valuable. Like you got to listen to those things and you got to act upon them. You can't just like, like, think about this. If I were to never even like, just to have to be a passing thought in my mind, like, yeah, move with the purpose. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty important. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'll have coffee, whatever. Like you just kind of move on from that. Then you never give that perspective a chance to live you never give a, ch a chance for other people to share that with other people you got to like put yourself out there um regardless that again going back to like how you're feeling your, your post about the church thing is a perfect example because like if, if you had reservations about it to the point where you're like man i, I i'm not going to do this like i but then you you make the effort to actually do it you could see the response that you got like you just got to put yourself out there you never know like you're going to swing and miss sometimes but just to show up just do it. Yeah, I have plenty that I'm like, oh man, this is going to get traction. People are going to share this. They're going to love it. Yeah. And it's like crickets. And then yeah. I'll say like, 
I'll give you another one. I was like, I stopped wearing my whoop. And I was yeah, like, I as too. I posted that, I was like, who the F cares what I'm doing with yeah. my whoop? You know, and it's like, and then all of a sudden it was like 2,000 likes and com- like hundreds of comments. I'm like, oh, yeah. that resonates. Like, you, you, I, I love what you just said. You have to put yourself out there. And so many people yeah. are afraid to do that. But yes. here we are 400 pages later. If you oh wouldn't have put yourself out there seven years ago, and you know, yeah. people that listen to this show, people that know me know this is like my favorite thing, seeing people mm-hmm. create their own destiny, you know, and be entrepreneurs. And I, I love it. I'm so I'm super proud of you, Carl. I'm proud to be your friend and to see this growth that you've had. So everyone's got to go check out this book. It's $30. And that's like one CrossFit class if you coach, right? Or if yeah, you're a true. box owner, you're always looking for gifts for your coaching staff. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, Christmas yeah. in July, maybe. How about you get them a copy of the book? And you know, like you, like you saw Maggie, uh, who's part of our coaches development group. She's got all of the you know the books out there, and she was already ordering copies a year. So put it in yeah. your lobby. Put it in you know in in on the coach's bookshelf. Give it to your coaches. And uh, support Carl on Whiteboard Daily because uh, he's doing awesome things. Carl, when you and I had our podcast, you would always take us out with this quote. So I'd like for you to take out to wrap up this podcast, please. Well, hey, before you 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 kept you kept on going on there. I wanted to like re repay the compliment there. I really appreciate. I've seen you grow too um, since we've known each other, and it's it's really cool to see how you have taken uh, some a niche and you've taken the value that you've gained over the years and found a way to share that with people that resonates with people. So, Hey, it's, it's completely reciprocated. I really appreciate everything I've learned and gained from you and very proud to call you as a friend as well. So thank you. I don't want to end this show without saying that to you. Um, but yes, thank as, you for you, that. as you recall, Hey, uh, just want to remind everyone listening out there that a high tide lifts all boats. So together let's keep on rising those tides. Was I right? Was I right? That was a great interview. That was a great episode with Carl Eagleman. Like I said, go support Carl. Go support Whiteboard Daily. If you don't follow him already, you probably do. He's got like a billion followers. But go support him. Check out his book. And just wanted to give you guys a little news, a little update, a little information. We hear you. Stop screaming. We're adding more content. We know we've dropped back to one episode a week for the time being, and I know you guys have appreciated it. Those of you watching on YouTube, thank you very much. If you're not, head over to our YouTube channel and subscribe. Even if you never watch anything on YouTube, I'm asking for a favor. God knows I don't ask for much. Head over to our YouTube channel and subscribe there, please, please, please. And by the way, you're gonna want to because that's part of the announcement starting next week. We got dropping in. We got dropping in season 10 to see coming at you. We got some great episodes. So over the next couple weeks, you're going to get a podcast on Monday. Dropping in comes out on Thursdays. And we're sprinkling in some bonus episodes because we love you guys. We've got some great interviews that we've been doing. We got Jeff Adler along with his coach, Caroline Lambry, just won the Atlas Games. We got Joshy G. MC of the CrossFit Games, owner of Dead Boys Fitness, along with WWE wrestler Seth Rollins. So we hear you, and we want to get you more content. We needed to slow down. We needed to take a step back for just a quick moment. But now we're coming back at you. Boom, full speed ahead. So be on the lookout. Head over to our YouTube channel. Like I said, hit subscribe. You'll get notifications when new episodes come out. Which, by the way, if you're only listening to this, our media guy, Bare Minimum Mate, He hooks up every episode. When we talk about things, Nate drops in videos, Nate drops in images. You're missing out is the point if you're not going to YouTube. And by the way, I listen to all my podcasts on YouTube. I grab my phone, I throw on YouTube, slam it in my pocket, take Rocky out for a walk, and that's how I listen to my podcast. Do the same. Do what I do. Throw it up on YouTube. But anyway, can't wait because we got some great stuff coming your way. And by the way, we're heading to Madison in the near future. Fern and I are going to be judging at the CrossFit Games. We got some exclusive events coming to Madison, Wisconsin, and we hope that we're going to see some of you there. So we're excited. More Best Hour content coming your way. Hit that subscribe button. Please. Peace. I'm out of here. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Best Hour of Their Day podcast. 
We appreciate you listening and choosing to have us help you in your passion for coaching and affiliate ownership. You can find more episodes just like this on all podcast platforms. If you're interested in learning more, you can reach out to us on any social media platforms, or you can visit www.besthouroftheirday.com to book a call. If you found this episode helpful for you, please share it so that we can help other coaches and affiliate owners to help build a bigger and stronger CrossFit community. Thanks for listening.